Welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. Maximize your leadership potential and professional advancement and be inspired. We're delighted to be your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development from a women in business perspective. We share our original research, explore industry and workforce trends, and interview female executives, allies, and thought leaders from across the globe. Join us for practitioner-oriented content around all things women in business, leadership challenges, talent management, organizational development, change management, and diversity and inclusion. Welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. In this WBIL podcast episode, we talk with Todd N. Hollock about supporting women's career progression in the four phases of succession planning. Todd Hollick, welcome to the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from the Logan area. Angela and I are co-hosting today, and we're in Utah County, down here at Utah Valley University. And today we're thrilled to have a chance to talk with Todd about supporting women's career progression in the various phases of succession planning. As we get started, I wanted to share Todd's bio with everybody. Todd and Pollock views his calling as trying to bring peace of mind to families in their estate planning, special needs planning, family business succession planning, succession planning for family farms and ranches, and charitable planning. He's an attorney licensed to practice law in Utah, Idaho, and Arizona, and has been certified as a farm succession coordinator by the International Farm Transition Network. He graduated in 1990 from Arizona State University and the J. Reuben Clark School of Law in 1994 for his law degree. He loves to golf, run, hike, travel, and read about history and faith. Uh, Pleasure to have you, Todd. Anything else you would like to share with us in the audience by way of your background or personal context before we dive Uh, into the conversation? I just, I think that's wonderful. I just, uh, you know, I I grew up the, the, the son and grandson of some small family business people. And, and, uh, my wife is the, the daughter of a, of a family farm owner. So it's near and dear to our heart to see folks be able to, to succeed as they move from, from one generation to the next in these family businesses. Wonderful. All right. Uh, Angela, why don't you go ahead and take the lead? Sure. Todd, I'm so excited to hear a little bit more or a lot bit more. I might have some personal questions after this, after knowing what <laughs> you, you do. This is fascinating to me. And I'm just curious though, we're talking about women's career progression and how what you do can kind of fold into that. And uh, do you want to explain more about what the process is that you walk people through and kind of help our listeners understand what, how this could be beneficial to them in their careers as well? Sure. Yeah. Well, so we, uh, um, kind of started out really as an estate planning firm, but ended up having quite a few uh, family businesses that we worked for. And this issue of transitioning the business from one generation to the next was was really important. And most people didn't just want to wait until they died. So we wanted to look at trying to be able to, to do that uh, while while they were alive, certainly. And, and one of the biggest issues is, is 
uh, is this progression of of the next generation and being able to train them up and get them ready to to uh, move in and take over that business. And so uh, we we really look at it as kind of a four phase uh, process of where we try to determine where the the family business is today, uh, determine what they want to become in the future. What's their what's the evolution of the of the business? Um, we want to help them create a, a written roadmap for getting there, something that they can all kind of all the different stakeholders can rely on. And then certainly uh, once we've kind of reached that point, implementing that plan and, and certainly part of that and, and probably the most important part of that is identifying the, the key people who are going to be uh, those that would would be able to be capable of stepping in and taking over in the event of the untimely disability or death of the owner, and certainly upon the retirement of the owner. I mean, you've got me thinking, you know, my mother started a business. She she picked it up from a, the, the idea of the business from a, a brother of hers that was running his business. So he kind of showed her the ropes and that took care of our family for decades. And she's still doing that. So now I'm thinking, how will she pass that on? Will she pass that on? What will that look like? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any experiences with that or what that looks like from your perspective um, yeah that's awesome and, and you know obviously speaking today of, of of women in in business and their progression I uh, we work a lot with farmers up here in this this area of Utah and, and one of the first things I like to do is remind uh, or tell the story of my uh, my wife's family uh, where uh, her uh, great-grandmother uh, was pregnant with her grandmother at the time her great-grandfather passed away suddenly and she went on to run that farm for another 30 or so years before she then transitioned it to um, to her uh, Sarah's my wife Sarah's grandmother and so we have kind of this history of, of women actually stepping in and running the farm and and so often uh, these businesses tend to be um, uh, male-centric right I mean that kind of tend that fathers tend to look to the sons for whatever reason and so we try to remind them, but, but yeah, I mean, with your mom's uh, business, I mean, why, why would you want to see that just disappear after all these years of hard work? Why not allow someone who's interested to continue that on? And I mean, you really, there's, there's really three options that exist, right? One, um, the, the business is sold or transferred to an insider, uh, an, a key employee or a family member. Two, the business is sold to a third party uh, purchaser, you know, depending on the size of private equity firm or just a strategic buyer, uh, or three, which is kind of the worst case scenario. And what I see, hate to see happen is just liquidation. Someday somebody just can't do it anymore, or they, um, you know, the sudden passing, uh, whatever the case may be, they just, they just throw up their hands and say enough. Um, and all of a sudden we're just doing, all we're doing is just, uh, uh, parceling off the pieces to the, you know, the highest low bidder. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, th- this type of situation with your mom and, but it takes, um, it takes some, some foresight, right. It takes some time to train the person up. You, you may or may not know what you would need to do if all of a sudden she wasn't there and, yeah. and the odds of success are, are so much less if, if you don't have that, that training. And so it's, it really is about most of what I do is about finding that successor and putting that that training mechanism in place, uh, and 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 not just defaulting to a particular person, but really looking at who is going to be the best to be able to take this business over and succeed going forward. 
What are some of the hangups that you see people have in this implementation phase? What are the what are the things that are you see be are there surefire things that you see that need to be done ahead of time or say someone unfortunately passes away too soon to kind of pass on those the reins of training and then what what do you do at that point and what what is your advice that you give people walking through that yeah yeah i mean if we get to that point where someone's passed away and there's just simply nothing uh that's been done it gets really it gets really difficult and really challenging it's you know not that it can't be done but it, that the the size of the business is going to um uh, dictate that a lot right if it's if it's kind of a one person show um it, it can be really hard and and that's where we're really faced with liquidation um right. if there's a, if there's a better organizational structure in place sometimes the family can make up the difference over over a period of time through training through um uh, um some mentoring and things of that nature that would allow uh, the, the the business to succeed. One of the things we encourage people right off the bat is is an emergency succession plan where we create a list of, of resources, people, uh, advisors that, 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 that the business uses, key employees. I mean, that's one of the things we're going to be looking at right off the top. Who are these key employees? Again, depending on the size of the business, maybe having them in terms of stay bonuses. But I mean, honestly, if somebody hasn't done anything and they suddenly pass away, it's it's really difficult. I mean, we're really focused on those people that that want to try to do this in advance. And it's it's hard after the fact. Um, I think some of our, our biggest, probably our two biggest challenges, I think, are this one, um, just a, 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 a real difficulty that people have coming to terms with the fact that at some point they're going to leave this business. Uh, it's, it's another child to them, right? Like for most entrepreneurs, this thing is, is um, part of their soul. And to the thought that they're going to now walk away and turn it over, that's hard to, to do. And so there's a lot of procrastination. Uh, there, there can be an unwillingness to, um, make some tough decisions sometimes, right? Especially in the family context. If I've got a couple of kids that would do really well, but they're not both uh, gonna be able to do it. There's not enough necessarily there making some of those hard choices. Um, the on, the on the back end, what I find is we're going through that implementation phase as we, we go along, we go along, and then all of a sudden our founder right towards the end starts to go, well, maybe not, not quite yet, not quite yet. And then those, the, that, that time for transition gets pushed out further and further. So that's, that's a few of our challenges that we face. And, and I feel like my job is to try to keep bringing them back to reality of like, look, you're going to leave this business one way or another. If you really uh, appreciate this and you really feel like it's a, a, an important thing for your family, an important thing for your community, why wouldn't you be doing this and taking these steps? And I'm curious if you've seen in, in all of your years and the, the work that you've done with clients, have you seen a difference in how um, male entrepreneurs, male business owners tend to treat this process and uh, their preparation versus um, female entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, business owners? Uh, and if there's a gap, um, if you have any thoughts on how we might be able to bridge that gap. I do think there's a gap between the way men would approach it versus the way 
women approach it, at least in my personal experience, I feel like um, um, the women tend to be, uh, have a lot more um, forward looking about this uh, and, and tend to um, see the need uh, in, in a much stronger way than a lot of my um, male clients have historically had. Uh, I, I don't know if it has anything to do with gender or not, or if it has something to do with uh, the, the, maybe the, 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 the mother versus the father, um, mm. uh, but there does tend to be a, e even, in, even in the business where it's maybe more run by the, 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 the husband as opposed to the wife, the wife tends to be much more of the driving force be behind getting things in order, wanting to make sure that family harmony is, is sustained as we're going through this and, and, and does tend to be much more of a driver. Um, the, 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 the men, for whatever reason, I mean, they, there tends to be this sort of superhero complex where like, I'm the only one who can do this. And, and, and so I'm not going to delegate. I'm not going to train. I can't trust. Um, and it's, it's really detrimental to the business, right? I mean, you, um, you, you are not, you've got employees that are counting on you. You, maybe you have a community that, that this business is important to, and, and yet you're, you're, you're keeping it all close to the vest. I mean, if we're, if we're dealing with a situation that's less about succession planning, say it's a business that's getting ready to go to sale, trying to sell. I mean, one of the key things is to make yourselves as invaluable to the business as possible and so if you're taking actions that are contrary to that, it's going to drive the value of your business down in the eyes of the seller. So, but, you know, historically men versus women, I, I would say the women actually tend to be more proactive in this arena. Um, they, they, in my experience, uh, you know, I'm thinking of one in particular where uh, she was just, a, she was just a rock star uh, in terms of the business and that she built, but she was incredible in, in terms of mentoring in terms of, of training up her family members. And, and unfortunately she died uh, suddenly and unexpectedly at a relatively young age. And so it was, it was really fortunate and that business has continued to thrive. Yeah. Well, I think I, that that's good to hear um, because, you know, we know that women often face hurdles in the workplace and in business uh, that men don't always face. Uh, and so it takes extra work, extra effort to build your business, to successfully run your business and to sustain it over time. And it would be a tragedy to see, you know, it's already a disproportionate kind of effort that women have to put in uh, compared to men, generally speaking, into businesses. And if there was some sort of a generational um, uh, gap there of, of not having a good transition, that would be sad. It would be frustrating. Um, but it sounds like it's actually kind of the other way around the women disproportionately from what you're saying uh, are more proactive about succession planning and making sure they have uh, steps in place uh, so that they don't lose the value of their hard work and they can pass it on to family or sell or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously um, I'm, I'm a male, so I'm not sure I could put myself in, in their shoes and the different things that they've, They've gone through, but my business partner is also my wife, and 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 just talking to her about these things and and listening to her perspective over the year. I mean, years. I I mean, I, clearly, um, the, the 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 women that we work with do seem to come 
at this from a perspective of just what you're saying. I've had to work harder. I've had to overcome greater challenges and, and maybe more of a willingness to give back so that others uh, don't have to, to, to climb those same mountains. Maybe, maybe this is a still a function of, of where we are in society, but there, there certainly is a disproportionately more male-owned or primarily male-owned businesses than than female-owned businesses. And, and maybe as we get to um, generations, maybe my children's generation or even you know a little above that, maybe that dynamic will start to shift more because I think in, in my younger clients versus older clients, there's certainly, you do see a higher level of, of female-owned businesses in there. But I think that's only going to grow and get better over time. I'm wonder, thinking about that, you know, we're talking about making these plans for succession. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for, we've talked about handing over these family businesses to family. And mm -hmm. often it can be, you know, in, in the past, it's more traditionally been handed on from father to son. But as we see more women stepping into these positions, what would your advice be for these women that are taking on? I don't know if you can speak to that of, you know, take, stepping into these roles and Obviously, the succession is part planning from day one, maybe as part of that. But what would you, from what you've seen, do you have any advice? Yeah, I think if I understand your, your question, being more um, aggressive in terms of their uh, assertiveness that they want to participate um, and, and, and not just accepting um, lesser roles in the business, but but really getting in there. I mean, when you're, when you're going to succeed to the ownership of a business, you really need to know that business top to bottom. It's, um, you know, for my, my farm clients, I always say like, if you're, if your child's only been out there milking the cows, um, they're, they're probably not, they may be a great cow milker, but they're not going to be able to run that business. There's so much more to it. And, and that goes to any business, right? I mean, you, you really have to get in and, 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 uh, and, and, learn that business. Well, you know, one of my favorite stories, I don't, I love In-N-Out Burger. It's like, it's like my favorite um, uh, restaurant to go to. And, and it's kind of an interesting, so it was started by uh, the uh, a husband and wife back in the, in the forties. Uh, they ultimately transitioned it. They had two sons, transitioned it to one of, one of their sons. Uh, he was running it for about 20 years. The other son had a, a, um, a drug alcohol addiction problem. Uh, anyways, this, the one son that was running it died tragically in a plane crash. Uh, um, uh, the, the other son was able to get it together at some level and took it over and, and ran that thing for a while, uh, only about five or six years. And he died of a drug overdose. And the only person left was, was, uh, the current president, current, current owner, Lindsay Snyder, and she uh, she was 17, I think, at the time and and had uh, really had no real experience in the business at all. The grandmother stepped in and kind of took it over for a period of time. But even even then, by the time she moved away in like 2005, 2006 time frame, um, you know, this Lindsay just just had snippets of the business and it still took, according to their you know, the, the history of this business, uh, quite a few years for her to get up to speed to be able to run this business. So, I mean, I think her story is telling is right, right. Get in there and get different parts of the job, become that person that, that knows all the ins and outs. And 
my experience is, is that most business owners, male or female, are looking for the next best person. Um, and if and if some if, if a child is showing interest, uh, they're willing to do it. They're willing to help that and, and make that happen for the child. I love that story. That's a fascinating story just to hear. I didn't know I didn't know the background of In and Out. I, I have two daughters, two teenage daughters that work at In and Out. <laughs> and uh and they love it uh they're they're certainly paid well they're treated well um they i mean they have like health insurance uh 401k they're teenagers um wow. <laughs> so they they yeah it's it's kind of a unique situation especially for fast food uh that they're treated so well and uh it, it's tremendous my my 19 year old she gets free tuition at the university because i'm a professor here um but they they have tuition assistance or reimbursement there as well, like all sorts of things. Um, that's, you know, just, it's interesting given, you know, the, the set of values of, of the CEO and, and what she, you know, deems important and, and she puts resources behind it. Yeah. I mean, and I, I I'm, I'm not totally sure, but if, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, at the time she took over, they still had no restaurants outside of the state of California. So all of the the growth that's happened in In-N-Out has come under her under her watch. And this is like you know she was it right. She I think she would have a period of time she was the youngest billionaire on the on the list of billionaires because of you know just coming into that through some tragedy obviously, but but she was the sole heir, and so she just had to you know take it upon herself to run that that company and 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 I, I think you know you see that in what have been traditionally male dominated industries as well and if you I don't know if you've heard of Sarah Fry the pumpkin queen and she's got one of the largest ag operations uh out there and obviously ag is probably one of the still more traditionally male dominated areas but it just goes to show you there's no reason that that if 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 a, if somebody if a woman wanted to to get into these businesses, they can uh, they can do so, and the opportunities are there. Um, certainly, some businesses are are easier to break into than than others. Uh, with uh, in and out, that was that was something that kind of moved from one generation to another, uh, and and Lindsay had to take that over and, and just continue to grow it. Sarah Fry, on the other hand, my understanding she. Of her story, and I'm reading her actually reading her biography now. Is, I mean, she started that thing from scratch, so and that's not easy to do in ag. Oh no. Are there uh, specific obstacles and barriers that you've seen uh, from the succession planning perspective? Of course, so it's, it might be a little bit different, but I'm curious if there's uh, been those types of hurdles or challenges that you've seen uh, with female clients versus male clients uh, in the past as they're working with their businesses. And if so, how maybe they've they've worked to overcome those? Yeah, I, I don't know that I could I could say that 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 the difficulties are are male versus female. I, I think I just see the same difficulties come up time and again, regardless of of the of the situation. Um, you know, or, you know who's involved, right? I think I, I alluded earlier to. You know, a procrastination, a, a challenge in wanting to make hard decisions. Um, I, I think, with especially with smaller business uh, businesses, uh, business organizational structure is is really important. Um, 
one of the first things I encourage my clients to do if they haven't already done so is, is create uh, just a, a simple organizational chart, right? With, that has all the people and all the places because that gives us kind of the springboard to what do we need to do to train this, this next generation. Um, and, and if they don't have that, if it's still kind of a, a shoot from the hip, uh, approach to 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 doing uh, to running the business, it makes succession planning harder. But I don't know that I can say that that um, I, I see anything that's particularly more challenging uh, in 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 uh, women-owned businesses versus male-owned men-owned businesses. I I just reflect back on I not from a, obviously a succession standpoint, but um, just looking at watching my mother as an, oh, sorry, my mother as an entrepreneur and watching what she has gone through. You know, I got to, I got to see the challenges that she faced, I think in it, you know, she, she went into sales and she, she reminds me, we laugh now how she'd go out or make a few phone calls and then lay on the bed and cry. <laughs> she got rejected and just have to, but it was just fascinating to see her build her, her business acumen and going out into the workforce and not being, you know, facing all of these things that she felt like were because she was a female. She was, she faced a lot of just prejudice and people didn't take her seriously. And to see her get work through those different phases, I mean, it was a challenge for her. She definitely knew she was the odd person out in the situation. And I think she just learned how to work through those difficulties and come out the other side with a lot of skill. She worked on her relationships. People took her seriously. She built a really strong business. She supported a family single-handedly that way. And um, I think she passed on a really good, amazing legacy, like the one you know Todd talks about with his, his wife's great-great-grandmother. Those stories stick. I have a couple of those in my own history that I know have made an impact for me, but especially, you know, being able to watch that with my own mother, you know, first person has been inspiring, but definitely challenges. I know she faced that, and that might be another story for another day, but she faced challenges that I know were strictly related to gender. You know, this was back yeah. in the early eighties. So, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think definitely, um, um, the, the, the daughters, the sisters, they have to fight a lot harder, right? I mean, I, I definitely think there's still a a predisposition to um, uh, uh, leaning towards that son, right? Like there seems to be a bias. And what I try to encourage people is um, the two things that matter the least in, in whether it's estate planning or succession planning is uh, is age and gender, right? Or birth order and gender, right? There's just this tendency to say, I'm going to put my oldest son in charge and so i think the the women certainly do have to fight harder to kind of fight through that sort of natural natural bias and 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 even you see it when maybe it's not just one child that's taking over the family business maybe it's i'm thinking of, of one in particular where it's 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 a daughter and two sons and i feel like she has to work a lot harder to have her voice be heard and and I think it's it, it's incumbent upon people like me or people like you to just keep, you know, kind of um, pushing that agenda, if you will, that, hey, this doesn't matter, right? Like that they are every bit as able to to do all of these things and they should be given every bit as much consideration. Um, and so may, maybe it's maybe it's a, a campaign to the advisors of the world out there so that we're always, you know, 
hitting it, hitting it again. Because I, I think as far as the actual stuff, right? Like I was saying a second ago, it's not any different, right? I, I face some of those same challenges, whether it's a, a male successor or a female successor, but definitely like you're saying, Angela, tougher to even get in the conversation at the, at the outset. Yeah, yeah. Well, Todd, this has been a fun conversation. Uh, we've gone at this from a different perspective than we have before. Uh, so I really appreciate your background, your experience, and what you shared with us today. We're about out of time before we wrap things up. I just wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Yeah, sure. Um, if you want to reach out to us, uh, certainly uh, LinkedIn is a great resource. I think you guys, uh, I don't know if you'll link that in the show notes, but uh, but that's a great way to, to reach out to me. Probably the, the quickest uh, you can Check out our website, www.halleck-law.com. I think we have a lot of great resources up there and available. We have a YouTube channel. So we try to touch on these topics uh, pretty regularly. So those are some great ways to get a hold of us and, and find out what we're doing. As far as the last word, I would say just don't put it off, right? I <laughs> I, I just had a client uh, pass away last week, uh, unexpectedly, massive heart attack. Uh, and, and they've kind of been meandering through this for two, three years now. And, and so now we've got our work cut out for us because you just, you just never know, uh, when, when this is going to come and, and, um, yeah, don't forget your daughters. I'm, I'm you know, the yeah. dad of two wonderful daughters and, and a, an amazing wife that, uh, is every bit as talented as I am in these areas and in, in estate planning and succession planning. And so, uh, the talents there if we we give people the opportunity. Wonderful. Todd, Thank it's you. been a pleasure. We encourage the audience to reach out and get connected. And as always, we hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And we hope you all have a great week. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Women in Business Impact Lab podcast. We hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.